For so many modern-driven women, life is about being more than one thing. We're multidimensional, and so are our conversations. We carry multiple identities. We can be both mother and artist, both attorney and entrepreneur, both clinician and CEO, both humble and proud. Life for women like us is about both, about all of the above. It's about the and. Our stories are the stories of so many of you. We wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present with our families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. And we wanted to establish financial security for ourselves and our children. For us, that looked like founding software companies, but for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other smart, conscious women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow an online business that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And you're listening to the And She Spoke podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Marvelous. Marvelous helps you build and grow your own courses, memberships, and live streamed programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. If you're looking for a simple, beautiful, custom branded platform to build and grow your online business, you can learn more at heymarvelous.com. Welcome to the And She Spoke podcast. Hello, Jenny. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. So Sandy, today we're going to talk about what it takes to live your life and grow your business from a place of confidence and risk-taking and, and debt. And debt. Yeah. And debt. Which kind of all go together, really. Yeah. 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 I've wanted to have this podcast episode. I wanted to do this podcast episode for like probably six months. And I've got all the points in my head because I just want to scream this message to the rooftops. So let's start by describing, so, so I think the purpose, like why Jenny, are we doing this, this podcast? Why is this episode important? Well, I think we've come to some realizations about ourselves and our audience and our customer base around the relationship that we all have mostly as women, I think, to debt and mm-hmm. our business debt. And, you know, we've talked about this in different capacities before, but it's just becoming really prevalent that people are expressing to us that they're terrified of going into debt to start their business or to Mm -hmm. grow their business. I think it's holding a lot of people back, honestly. And I think it held us back to some degree for a long time as well. Yeah. And I think my fear is that women will not be comfortable investing in themselves and their idea and their business, and they won't, they'll just flounder and die. And they're just these things that we need so desperately, the world will not be, not be created. So my kind of take on this is like, I think that women approach debt, going into debt for their business the same way they approach their personal household or personal finance debt, right? Mm -hmm. Like it would be irresponsible of me to take a credit card and go and buy $6,000 worth of clothes. Like that's probably not a smart move, right? Some people would say, depends how happy (laughs) it makes you. True, true. But So, you know, like I would not do that with my personal credit card for something like shoes or clothes or something like, you know, just like items I want to buy, but I, and you would absolutely put $6,000 on a credit card and go invest in a program that we knew a lot more, a lot more than that, that we knew that would make us teach us, 
you know, show us something that we could invest in ourselves as people, as humans, as thinkers and mm-hmm. skills and knowledge into, into business that we could build a business with. Yeah. You know, and I, I guess like I come at it from the place where I spent literally hundreds of thousands of dollars on my education and like previously to starting a business. And that was like really hard, but I wrestled with that relationship to debt for my own personal growth when I was in my early twenties and deciding to go to graduate school and then law school. Like I wrestled with that there. And Mm -hmm. I think that there is, you know, you have to fundamentally believe in yourself in order to be comfortable assuming, you know, kind of financial liability and investing in something like that. And I think a lot of people maybe don't, or maybe they they don't think about it enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think, think there's lots of people that flippantly just go to college, for example, and then have all this debt and they didn't really, it's normalized, right? For, for education. Yeah. I don't yeah. think people think about it when it comes to business. I don't think like my personal, what I've witnessed is specifically women who will not invest in themselves unless they have the cash in the bank. And their thinking yeah. just stops right there. There's no other like, oh, I really want to do this. How could I do it? It's like, I will do that when I have the cash in the bank to spend it. And so we wanted to kind of tear that. And, and maybe, you know, you also have to evaluate your personal relationship with debt and figure that out. But I wanted to present a different way of thinking about it. So Jenny, can you maybe explain to everyone the J curve? Let's start. Let's start there. Yeah. So, I mean, not an expert on all of this and I'll just kind of pull it up as I'm talking, but it's, it's like this curve that's talked about in economics. It's talked about in investing. It's talked about as it relates to foreign trade. It's also talked about in the startup world. And it's this idea. If you think about an axis, like an X and Y axis, and you think about the letter J, you're going to start sort of in the middle, like at the little place where the two axes meet. And, you know, we want a business that's just going to sort of like grow up and to the right, right? Like it's going to be this positive number that grows over time. And this idea of the J curve is that you're going to dip down into the negative and then you're going to go and you're going to shoot up much higher and much faster than you would if you were just sort of steadily growing. And I think that in business, that's that part where you dip down is known as the valley of death. And a lot of businesses die in the valley of death, right? They never make it up back into sort of like positive margins again in startups. Really, this is mm-hmm. the case. And it's because like lots of reasons, right? There isn't product market fit or like entrepreneurship isn't right for everybody. And you've got to sort of have some resilience in order to make it through that valley. And I and I think that that's just so symbolic because if you really, really want to start something from scratch, if you really are an entrepreneur and you know that about yourself, you're a visionary person, you have an idea for the life you want to live and the thing you want to create out of nothing, you have to also have enough faith in yourself to assume that if you go down into that valley of death, that you are going to figure out one way or another how to get out of there. And you have to be committed to that wholeheartedly. We just don't talk about that enough. I think that people don't know that this exists in, in our kind of business world, Sandy. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that we spend, as women building businesses on the internet, a lot of us spend a lot of time monkeying around trying to slowly grow something mm-hmm. from nothing yeah. without the proper nutrition and resources to ever get it launched. Yes, I absolutely, 
absolutely think this is the best way to explain it with this J curve. Like I think about when I had my brick and mortar, like a hundred percent, you're not just going to go into positive cash flow. Like that's not even considered. The banks know that, you know, that as the founder, you go to the bank, you present some made up business plan and they give you a line of credit so that you can survive through the valley of death, right? Like, you know, that you have all these expenditures to get going. And then over time you will be in the positive. And I think for some reason, when we talk about online business, that whole model is like forgotten. Like people don't consider that, oh yeah, I've got to invest. I got to be in the negative for a little bit until I can get my way out of there. And if you know that, then I think there is less drama, less story about investing in yourself to go forward. You have to believe, I think you you touched on this. You have to believe in yourself so fully that you can get through it right? I think you have to be willing to feel all the emotions of the roller coaster that we so often reference. You have to feel the fear and the drama and the uncertainty and go and the worry and the confusion. You have to be okay with all of that, but you have to know at the end that you're just going to keep doing things until you figure it out. Yeah, you do. You absolutely do. And, you know, I guess I also will say, it helps to have the other people around you have faith in you too. And so you don't have to make this decision by yourself. Right. When I was enrolling in the program where we met, which was $5,000 US at the time, that was the last $5,000 in my bank account. And I had just had a baby and moved across the country and that money was earmarked for something else. But I talked with my husband and I had this vision of what I wanted to build, that I wanted to build a tech company. And I wanted to be able to fund the kind of work I wanted in the world. And he said, well, just use the money to sign up for the program. And and I was like, why do you believe I can do it? And he's like, I know you, you'll do it if it's possible. If other people have done it and you're going through the program, you'll be one of the people that does it. And Mm -hmm. I think that also helped me to have the confidence, like, you know, wow, (laughs) I know that about my, I, on some level know that about myself also, but like to, to see that reflected by someone that knows me and cares about me also helped me. So I don't, I, I just want to acknowledge that privilege as well, right. that I had that kind of support behind me. Yeah. And when I started my business, my brick and mortar, my very, very first business, I borrowed 50,000 off my mom. Like she put it oh, on. Wow. I didn't know that. Cindy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, cause like I had a business yeah. partner, right. And he presented what we would do and we equally had to put it. And actually it was according to our shares. So it wasn't equal because they had more shares, but anyway, I had to put 50 grand. I didn't have 50 grand in the bank. Like I could have said, Oh, I'll do that when I earn 50,000, but I'm never going to earn 50,000 unless I take a risk on myself and go mm-hmm. into debt and figure it out and come mm-hmm. out. And I think you're so much stronger when you do that. So I had to go to my mom and she, had to like put out, like basically put it on her mortgage. It wasn't very hard for her because her house was paid off. So she was able to take a loan against her house. She gave me the cash. I put that into the bank for my, the footwear business and the clinical business. And then we stayed and we also had, I don't know what it was, a hundred, 150,000 line of credit as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was a huge deep valley. And it was a few years of being in the negative before we saw it positive cash flow and every paycheck that i received i would just pay a portion to my mom and paid her off as quickly as possible and i asked her the same thing like why would you like why would you she's she's like you know you'll do it like i absolutely know mm-hmm. you will make a make this business mm-hmm. a go right and so 
Yeah. So I just like those stories are really important. And maybe you don't have $5,000 in the bank or 50,000, a mom that can lend you 50,000. But I would just, you know, ask each of you if you are considering joining a program or a course or, or investing in yourself and your business in some way where can like get creative? Like, where could you do it? Right. Like mm-hmm. I would absolutely take money out of my, in Canada, they're called RSPs. I would take money out of those to do something that I knew in the long term would make me, you know, 10 times, a hundred times. Yeah, no, totally. I would too. And, and I, I also have taken, I mean, in this particular instance that I'm sharing, that was the last, literally last penny in the bank, but I also have taken out used credit cards and taking out loans for all kinds of stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I guess like the other thing that I think without, you know, it, at least for me, I think this maybe matters is like, you're more invested when you do that. When you're yes. like, I, yeah. I had to, like, I owed it to my partner yeah. to be yeah. successful. Like I couldn't fail. And same thing, like, you're not going to fail because my your mom, mom yeah, yeah. Like your, your mom took a mortgage against her house. Yeah. So like, of course you're going to, yeah. I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. I'm going to do whatever one way or the other, you're going to yes. figure it out. And yes. you don't, you sort of give yourself no other option. And I, I like to think about it. We were talking about this analogy earlier, this like Valley of death analogy where like, if you're, if you're going to go get dropped in the Valley, like the middle of death Valley, let's think of a real Valley of death, <laughs> like the middle of death Valley with like half a bottle of water and half broken compass. Like you've got to be committed to doing whatever it takes to survive. And, and like that's entrepreneurship. And truly, if you want to be a business owner and an entrepreneur, like you have to have that mindset, like, yeah, the cards are stacked against me. Most people don't do this. This is not a conventional way to live and work and earn. And yet I'm it's, I know it's actually possible and I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to show the world that I can do it. And like, you kind of have to have that survivalist mentality. Right. But what I see happening is the women will be like, I'll enter that. What is it? What is it called? What valley did you? Valley. Death Death Valley. Valley. I don't really know where that is. I'm going to enter death Valley when I have like the best backpack fully stocked with all the food and the, the best fully equipped, you know, all the things that I could need to survive that, that trip. That's when I'll enter. Right. That's, that's what I'm seeing is like, when I have the money in the bank, then I will go. And I'm like, you're Mm -hmm. never going to get the money in the bank if you don't go. So you have to like, you know, go into debt, take the half bottle of water into death Valley and figure it out, figure it out. I mean, you got to be smart about it, but like, if you're truly committed to being an entrepreneur, you will figure it out. Like I just, it's all about longevity. Like we've talked about this ad nauseum, both on the podcast and in our, you know, coaching community in the inner circle, like it is a long game. And so mm-hmm. you've just got to like, you've right. got to do whatever it takes to stay in the game long enough to see the return on your investment. Most startups fail. Most small businesses fail in the first few years. And the people who, you know, who don't fail are the most resilient like battle scarred people and Mm -hmm. in like years and years and years is what it typically takes to see real success. But then you get to a point where it's like out of this world success, right? Like it's, it's like, it's accelerates and it's like better than your wildest dreams. And I think you go in year one month, Mm -hmm. one, hoping that that's where you're going to get in six months, but it's more like, five years or 10 years. And then, but you're, but then it's like way better than you ever imagined. Right. Yeah. I think, 
I think so. I'm going to use our inner circle program as an example here, because that's a one-year program. And I know people are like, okay, so that like for us, the lowest tier of inner circle at the time of this recording is 6,000. So am I going to make my $6,000? Like, can you guarantee that I'm going to make my $6,000 back? And my answer is always, no, I can't guarantee that. I will not guarantee that. Like, this is 100% up to you. And even if you didn't, maybe you make two or three or four or 5,000 in a year, what happens the next year? You'll probably make 10 and then 50 and then hundred. And then once you look back, it's like, oh my God, what was I so worried about with that initial 6,000, right? Like you can't take it into short, you can't look at it into short time periods. You got to zoom out that first initial investment in yourself and your business that will 10 years later, you'll be like, what? Like, why was yeah. I hesitating? Right. Every, and yeah. everyone's journey is going to be different, but I yeah. guarantee if you can start, then, you know, anything is possible. Yeah. And not to mention like the very important like life lessons and mm. transformational experience on all planes of existence that happen when you're an entrepreneur, right? Like you don't know how it's going to affect you in all the other ways besides just earning money. Like you become fundamentally a different yeah. person. You are transformed, right? right. Like you are self-actualized. And, and so like, how do you even put a price on that? I, it's not for everybody. Like, I want to just keep emphasizing. There are definitely people who I think get into it and they're like, oh, wow, this isn't for me. That's fine. Got it. You know what? We like, we cannot all be entrepreneurs. Like the world would be very chaotic if we were all the same like this. We would all be, you know, our institutions would crumble because all of us would want to rebuild everything all the time. So yeah. like, we've got to have the people that like are the worker bees and the cogs in the machine. And I love those people. Like we need you, we need stability. But if you are called to be an entrepreneur and you don't take action, I think that's the saddest thing I can imagine as mm -hmm. like a sort of human choice. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, yeah. So I think it's the chicken and the egg, like what comes first? I want to do this thing, but I don't have the money, but you're not going to get the money until you do the thing. So what we're saying is just invest in yourself, figure out a way, go into debt, use a credit card. What are the other avenues that you have access to money and just start, just start. Right. Yeah. I mean, yes. If you feel called to be an entrepreneur, yes, please start because also the sooner you start, the sooner you'll see the returns and yeah. it's always and, getting more crowded. So and we'll have more things that the world needs, right? Like that's yeah. always the, the saddest part yeah. is like these great ideas don't actually happen because people don't want to put something on a credit card or whatever it may be. And the world gets made by people that don't look like you. That's the mm -hmm. other thing. Cause somebody's going to go make stuff and they're going to probably look more like my, Mark Zuckerberg or someone else than you. And is that really the world that you want to live in and raise your children in? No, thank you. Nope. Not okay. Me. Let's do joy and hustle. Okay. Let's do it. You have the joy and I don't know what it is yet. I have the joy. I have the joy. So there is a new series on Netflix by Shonda Rhimes. Have you seen it? Oh my God. I wanted to have a whole podcast about this. I didn't know you'd watched it yet. <laughs> yeah. I just finished it last night. Inventing oh God, we Anna. need to like get off of this podcast and record the next one. Cause we need to talk about it. Okay. So we'll make this short. So new Shonda Rhimes called inventing Anna. It's being slammed by critics. And I, well, that will be in the podcast, I guess. And I just, I like, I liked it. And I think it's worth a watch. And it's about a young girl who arrives in New York and she tries to raise money for a business and she has to, it's, it's just like, it's 
so Shonda Rhimes, how she like has this like man who's, you know, the boyfriend is raising money and the, and the Anna's raising money and the totally different experiences that they have. Mm-hmm. So, it's so Elizabeth so, Holmes also, like we just totally, have to talk about it. Oh my totally, God. Okay. Totally. Okay. Yeah. I, I, it's really just, worth watching. I also, I was captivated. I couldn't stop watching it. I stayed up all night. Like I watched it like all night the other night, like the entire night. I didn't sleep, but it's so good for th- this is a good joy for this episode because it's the debt thing. Like she didn't have money. Well, yeah. You know, she you got to watch the- it. Don't, don't ruin it for them. We got it. We're going to. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, no spoilers. Joy inventing. Anna oh my gosh. Netflix it's on so good. It's so yeah. good. Okay. Well, my hustle is like very small compared to her story, but it is just something that you and I both do. I just found out Sandy, which is like, for those of you that use Google calendar, I finally took the time like in the last couple of weeks to go ahead and like actually change all the colors in my Google calendar events to be colors that I like to see. And it has totally changed my life. Like I have calm, neutral, beautiful colors that greet me all day in my calendar. Cause I like honestly live in my Google calendar during the week. It's just like a lot of meetings going on and a lot of work sessions. And so to have the screen open with beautiful things really makes a difference. So I would encourage anyone to take five minutes if you use something like Google Calendar and actually go in, find a color palette that you like, just change up your colors for your meetings and your events. I used a palette picker called colorhunt.co where you can go in. It's for designers, I think, to go and find matching colors that go together in a palette. And I just picked like a Sherbert palette to be my spring it's not spring yet, but I'm like wishfully thinking it's going to be spring. My like Sherbert colored calendar. And I love it. So you just grabbed the hex codes from that cal- color picker and you just like manually added them for the different events. In ca- in your, in, yep, yep. 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 Yes. And it really is kind of life-changing. It's like such a small thing, but makes such a big difference in your day-to-day existence. If you live in a tool like Google calendar. Yeah. Because otherwise it's just like, Facebook blue and stuff. And yeah, it's like really, really jarring primary colors. And And I think that's why I've always liked a paper planner is because I have all my like colors and my stickers and all my, it's beautiful. It's like artwork. Right. And finally it got to the point where like, I do use it, but I mostly use it to take notes in now my paper planner. Cause I just, it's like too many meetings. And so it really, I really need to be on my Google calendar mostly. And I felt like so mad at like these awful colors yelling at me all day that I just decided to do something about it. So anyway, I love it. I love it. Okay. Are we really going to do this inventing Anna right now? We are. Yeah. All right. So folks, we're going to go record this other show, which you will hear (laughs) in the near future. I also will say, since we were talking about the inner circle, we should give you a link to it. So if you're, you know, on social, you can go to our link in bio, our marvelous.bio link and click over to apply for inner circle, but you can also just go to the inner circle.works, learn more about our inner circle program to see if it's a good fit and go ahead. If it sounds like a good fit, go ahead and apply and, and our invest team, in yourself. Yes. Our team will get back to you. And if it's a good fit on our end, we invite you to invest in yourself and come join us. Okay. Good job, Jenny. Thanks All everyone. Right, thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey, before you go, if you enjoy listening to our podcast and you know that your future involves teaching or coaching online, check out our Inner Circle experience. It's where we take these concepts, women in business, money, online business strategy, mindset, feminism, and help our clients take their expertise and transition it to an online offering. It's a one-year program with high-touch strategy and mindset coaching, online business courses, and the best community on the internet. 
To apply, head over to theinnercircle.works, fill out our short two-minute application, and if we believe you're a great fit, you'll receive access to a private advanced training on creating a profitable online business and all the program details. Go to theinnercircle.works to learn more.